Section 97 of The Wonder Garden. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Dominique Turner, Masoma, Tanzania. The Wonder Garden by Francis Jenkins Olcott. The Halcyon Birds. Retold from Ovid. Once upon a time there was a king named Saix, who was very happy with his beloved wife Halcyone, the daughter of old King Aeolus, ruler of the winds. It happened that Saix's brother was lost most mysteriously, so he determined to set out on a voyage in search of him. This he told his wife Halcyone, and she grew pale and wept at the thought of their parting. I swear to you, dear one, said he, that I will return before the new moon appears twice in the sky. And with this promise he bade her good-bye, and stepped into the swift, many-oared ship. She, shuddering, wrung her hands, and cried, Farewell, my beloved, farewell. So King Saix's ship set out over the boundless deep. Onward and onward it sailed, and when night came on, the sea began to foam with swelling waves. The boisterous east wind blew with violence. The sea was upturned with billows that seemed to reach to heaven and to lash the clouds. The great waves beat against the sides of the ship. So fearfully did they beat, and with such violence that the bolts fell from the blanks, the seams opened, and the fatal waves rushed in. The ship sank, and King Saix was hurled out into the deep. He called aloud for Halcyone, but the black, hungry billows closed over his head. Meanwhile, Halcyone, not knowing what had happened to her husband, began to prepare for his return. She spun, wove, and embroidered rich garments for him while she sat waiting morning and noon and night for his ship to come sailing back. Then Juno, queen of all the dwellers on Mount Olympus, looked down from her shining palace and saw poor Halcyone watching and waiting for King Saix to return, watching and waiting in vain. She pitied the poor wife, and straightway summoned her messenger, swift Iris of the golden wings. She bade her go at once to the court of old father Sleep, and command him to send a vision of her drowned husband to Halcyone. Iris put on her robe of a thousand colours, and spanning the sky with her bright rainbow, hastened over it to the court of old father Sleep. In a cavern in a hollow mountain he lived, all slothful with slumber. Silence filled that land. Fogs of darkness brooded over the cavern. Within it no sound was heard of voice or of waving bough or of stirring bird. Before its door was a field of poppies drooping their languid heads, and near them grew rank herbs whose dark juices bring fatal slumber. On an ebony couch, spread with dusky pillows, lay old father Sleep, torpid and heavy-eyed, while around him reclined the pale, transparent forms of dreams. And into that silent cave came gliding golden-winged Iris, and delivered Juno's message. Old father Sleep, lifting for one moment his heavy lids, murmuringly bade his son Morpheus take Saix's shape and appear in a dream to Halcyone. Then back he sank in deep slumber upon his ebony couch. With noiseless wings and wrapped in his dark robe, Morpheus flew through the night. 
in the shape of her dead husband, he bent over Halcyone's bed. She saw him and beheld his pale visage and dripping hair. She stretched out her hands to hold him, but he fled away. Wailing with grief, she awoke. Then, rising from her bed, she hurried to the shore, and standing on a rock, gazed out across the sea in the direction that she had seen her beloved husband depart. And lo, as she gazed, she saw something white on the crest of a distant billow. The billow rolled toward the land, and cast the white thing against the rock at her feet. It was her own Saix's body, glimmering palely on the dark, tossing water. Tears rained down her cheeks. She stretched out her arms. She leaped to join him in the sea. And lo, two wings supported her. She flew, beating the light air with her new pinions. She had become a bird, skimming close to the water. She touched Saix, kissing his mouth with her slender beak. Then lo, he too was changed. Up he rose as a bird into the air. Two kingfishers they were, halcyon birds, flying side by side, while sad piping notes came from their long slender beaks. So they lived together, flying to and fro on the face of the water. And every year, during seven calm days in winter, did Halcyon brood upon her eggs in a nest floating on the sea. And all those seven days were calm and peaceful, because her father, old King Aeolus, had shut up his rough sons, the winds, so that his daughter, the Halcyon bird, might brood in happiness and safety. End of section 97. Recording by Dominique Turner, Nosoma, Tanzania.